Today on Bread for the Broken with James Grizzle, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Galveston. I know you probably got great skills and talent and all that good stuff. That's cool. That's fine. But keep it in check. You and I are not the greatest things to happen to this planet. We are not. Okay? And you are special because God made you, Veggie Tales, right? And all that good stuff. Like, you are, yes, but the world does not revolve around you. We're just all part of the same team. We're all part of the same team. So, so be humble, be humble minded. Are you tired of the constant competition and comparison in our society? Do you wish we could live in a world where we all would work together as a team? In today's message, Pastor James talks about how as Christians, we're all a part of the same team, and we have to remember to practice humility. It's not about being better than somebody else. It's about working together and lifting each other up. We recognize that everyone has something valuable to contribute, and we lift each other up instead of tearing each other down. Now here's Pastor James in the book of 1 Peter chapter 3 with today's edition of Bread for the Broken. I don't know if you know this, but church gets messy sometimes. You aware of that? No? You never? Then this must be your first time to church ever. I've been in church. I didn't grow up in church, but I've worked at a church or in full-time ministry for 20 years now, and it's messy. Some of the, the biggest wounds I carry with me happened in church, okay, if I'm honest. And it, it's a sad reality within church, you know, and I, I don't know what to attribute that to other than sin, honestly. Um, and I have wounded people in my church experience as well. Okay. I'm not going to play the victim. Uh, I probably have wounded others as well, not on purpose or anything like that. But uh, when you bring people of different backgrounds and stories and all that good stuff, and you bring them together, regardless, there, there's going to be things that happen, right? I mean, we just bring in baggage and all that good stuff. But but there is a way for us to come together to worship God and to you know, minister not only to each other, because that's what we're called to do as a church, but then also to be salt and light in the world in which he has placed us. And so this, this next portion of scripture that we're going to go through kind of lays that out for us, right? So if you'll look in uh, chapter 3, 1 Peter chapter 3. He's gone through submission stuff, submitting to your governing authorities. We didn't like that one, right? So we just said, don't ever bring that up again. Fine. Submitting to your boss. You're like, well, I didn't like that one either. So uh, don't talk about that one again. Then, you know, within the, the marriage relationship, submitment that happens there, submitment, but then also lo- learning to live with your wife in an understanding way. And you're like, no, we, we weren't here last week for a reason. So uh, let's keep going. No, nobody's saying that. So he goes through this list and, and you can tell there's a shift that happens in his writing. In Peter's writing, okay? So, yes, the Holy Spirit is inspiring and giving Peter the words, but he's using Peter's personality and his personal connection with these people that he's writing this letter to. And there's a, there's a shift that happens in, in the tone of the text, okay? So he's, he's going through these things of like, you know, submitting and, and aligning yourself under the authority, which we understand what that means, aligning yourself under the authority of others, But then he gets to verse 8, and this is where we pick up. He says, finally, 
Okay, this is really kind of like shifting gears. Finally, all of you, all of you Christians, he's writing to the church, okay? All of you should be of one mind. All of you should be harmonious. You all should be in harmony with each other. So as this letter is being written to believers, Christ followers in that Asia Minor region of our world, modern-day Turkey, and it's going out to different churches, and Peter is speaking to a whole bunch of different people, and as they're gathering together within their context, he's saying, you have to be on the same page. You have to be on the same page. You have to be harmonious, right? A song is good, but if a song has no harmony, then it's just not as good as it can be, okay? Harmony elevates a song. It's, it brings sophistication to a song. And Peter is reminding believers, you, myself, the people, his original audience, we have a song to sing. And it is God who has written that music. God is the choir director, so to speak. And when you gather within the bodies which you gather in, there is a song that we are all singing together. You don't get to bring in your own song. Okay? That brings confusion. I don't know if you've ever been a part of a worship team or a choir thing, but if this group is singing one song and this group over here is singing a different song, it is chaos and it's not healthy. Who is edified in that, in the confusion? Nobody is. Peter's saying, we have one song. We have a song and we got it from God. And so what we need to do, what we need to determine, because guess what? Life is difficult. Submitting to the government, governing authorities, that's challenging. That's difficult. Submitting to your boss, whatever your work environment might be, at times that can be very difficult. Submission within the family household can be very difficult. And what Peter is saying, in light of all of those things, when you come together, you need to be in harmony. You need to be of the same mind. And we're going to bring in stuff. We're going to bring in, you've had a bad week and stressed out and all that stuff. And that's fine. You bring in that and let's lay it at, at Jesus' feet. But we've got to make sure that we're on the same page. We're on the same page. We're singing the same song. We're singing the same song. We're of the same mind. The, the natural reference to that that maybe hopefully is popping up in your brain is found in Philippians chapter 2. Right? Have the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. Right? You didn't consider it a, you know, a negative thing at all, I'm paraphrasing, to take on the form of a servant. Right? It's a beautiful picture that Jesus had displayed to his disciples when he washed their feet. And then Paul reminded the church of Philippi of like, that's how we should be, every single one of us. Well, that's not the title I have. No, that's the title every single person has within the church, servant, servant. But what about me? I Look, I'm pastor, Pastor James. No, I'm servant, James. That's who I am. This is what I do. This is what we do. Why? Because that's what Jesus did. Because that's what he did. He knew how to show up. He came to serve and not to be served, right? And he's still Lord. He's still, he's, he's Adonai. That's who he is. And he's saying, you as my followers, and it, this is with Peter, he's, he's speaking this through Peter, saying, be of the same mind. Be of the same mind. There's nothing worse than going to like a church where the, the room's all messed up because they're not on the same page. It's confusing. 
And that's when your schisms and your splits and all that stuff seem to happen because, well, we're going to hold fast to this. Well, we're going to hold fast to this. And then it just splits. And then the world looks at us as like, I don't want any part of that. He's given us the sheet music. And it's his word. And so we will stick to this. This will be the songbook that we sing from. And everything that we do, form and function and all that good stuff, it'll come from the Word of God. We're not writing our own songs here, if I can use that illustration. So he's like, be harmonious, be of the same mind. And and when you're on the same page, when you're of the same mind as different people from different backgrounds, different stories, but you're on the same, you're united in Christ Jesus, the music is beautiful. That is what will draw people in. Do you know what that's like? You're walking around and you hear a group singing together and they're, they're singing within the same melody, the same harmony, and everybody's, you know, hitting the right notes and all that stuff. You want to stop and listen to that. There's something about that that just draws you in. I love this time of the year, Christmas time, because you get a lot of those types of songs right now, okay? Modern music is not that good, okay? Except for Jordan's stuff. He's good. The rest of it's garbage. But there's something about like these old like classic kind of Christmas songs when you have a group of people that are just singing together the same song and, and different ones are hitting whatever octaves and keys and all that good stuff that I don't even, I'm not even going to pretend to know about. It's been forever since I was in choir. But they're singing of the same song. But there's something that is just peaceful about that, that's comforting about that. But that's exactly how the church should be. When the outsiders, lost people who don't know the Lord Jesus, when they press their ears, so to speak, to the windows of the church, what song are they hearing being sung? Is it inward infighting and backbiting and tearing each other apart? Because they're going to keep moving. They don't want any part of that. But if it's harmony, and if it's singing about someone who's greater than we are, And his name is Jesus. And he is our hope. They'll stop and linger. They'll want to come into that. But that that's that's for us. We we have to be like that. We have to purpose within our hearts. Like this is who we will be. And he's going to talk about this in a second. But this is as Calvary Galveston, this is who we will be. So when you come into here, please know we, we have been given a song by Jesus, and that's the only one we're going to sing. That's the only one we're going to sing. He goes on to say, sympathize with each other. Have compassion with each other. I'm going to bounce it forward. This is New Living Translation, which I really love New Living Translation. I also, I don't know if you know this version or not, but the Tree of Life version, I love this little Bible. I really love this, this translation. Just because of the, uh, the names of God it uses, okay, within there. So I may be bouncing around a little bit, but if you got your New King James or ESV, that's fine. Just hold on tight. You'll be okay. If you got an NIV, take one of the Bibles in the back. Um, that one's not that great. So just saying, don't be offended. It's cool. You can still get saved reading the NIV. It's just not that good. All right. There's too many amens for that. What's going on here? Uh, somebody's got an NIV and they're like closing it slowly. They're like, like, dang, didn't know. We didn't know. It's fine. It's cool. Um, anyways, sympathize with one another, sympathize with each other, have, be sympathetic towards each other, 
okay? That's just, that's empathizing with each other. It's being aware of what's going on in each other's lives. You don't have to know everybody's business, right? We don't need that all the time, right? But you should be aware of what's going on in, in individuals' lives and how to come alongside them and offer to pray with them and for them. Like, that's how I, some of this stuff just seems kind of silly to me, but it is missing in churches sometimes, right? Because we show up and I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to sing my songs. I, I might put some money in. If they pass that plate around thing and I feel guilty, I'll put some money in because I don't want to look bad or whatever. Ours are on the back wall, okay? We keep them back there because you're giving what you ought to be doing, by the way. It's an act of worship. But that's between you and God, okay? We'll remind you of that. But if we got to pass a bucket, we'll pass a five-gallon bucket or something like that. But um, we're not going to do that. But, um, but we, we like have these boxes that we check off. Yeah, I listen to the teaching, judge that, good, bad, whatever. Sing the last song, walk out, get my, you know, my reservation at my table, whatever restaurant and all that good stuff. It's just it's something we do, right? It becomes so mechanical. But the way it's designed to be is that we show up as broken individuals Some are having good days, some are having bad days, but we know how to minister to one another. We know how to ask questions, and I know we're we're all liars here, okay, let's be honest, because somebody's going to ask you, how are you doing? You're going to be like, I'm good, and that's a lie. Not always, but we get it, right? This is a game we play, okay? And again, don't feel like you have to air your, you know, whatever's going on in your life, but... The design of the church is that it's a safe place for you to be open and honest. Where there's, there's, there should be a certain amount of protection that is here for you to be real with not everyone, but some people. Okay? We will never have you come on stage and be like, all right, it's confession time. Uh, <laughs> what'd you do this week, right? We will never do that. Because that would be, that'd be, I wouldn't even come to this church if that was the case, right? Like, I'm like, no, I'd be up here probably too long. No, but we should be developing within the body just different people that are safe for us. You got to sympathize with each other, be there for each other. He goes on to say, love each other as brothers and sisters. That, that word there, love in the Greek, it's, it's, that, it's that Philadelphia, it's that brotherly love. We should have each other's backs. We should be there for each other. But we, we extend, we display this love toward each other. We should be tenderhearted. Keep a humble attitude. That is what makes these preceding things possible. Is be humble. Be humble. I know you probably got great skills and talent and all that good stuff. That's cool. That's fine. But keep it in check. You and I are not the greatest things to happen to this planet. We are not. Okay? And you are special because God made you, veggie tales, right? And all that good stuff. Like, <laughs> you are, yes, but the world does not revolve around you. We're just all part of the same team. We're all part of the same team. So, so be humble. Be humble-minded. Part of that, that humble attitude, being humble-minded, is also looking out for the good in others, but, but also placing others above yourself in that regard. So, yeah, you might be able to knock this one job out of the park, but sometimes it's better to bring somebody along with you and help them to accomplish certain things. They may not do it like you would like them to do it, or how you would want them to do it, and all that good stuff, 
But having a humble mind is willing to take a step back in order to teach someone how to actually do something. Okay? So that's, that's an attitude that we ought to have within the body of Christ as well. They may not do it how you want them to do it, but you should come alongside them and say, look, I'll walk with you through this thing. Okay? And, and just knowing we, we don't all have it figured out. And then he goes into this little transition, verse 9. So with all the, the good stuff, right? This is how we ought to be. Harmonious, sympathetic, loving each other, tenderhearted, keeping a humble attitude. He says, don't repay evil for evil. Remember who he's talking to, context-wise. These are believers who are experiencing persecution, not to the greatest degree just yet, that would happen in a few years, but they are suffering persecution simply because they are Jesus' people. And they are suffering in, in some, some avenues physical violence. They are also suffering in economic scenarios where individuals may shut down their businesses simply because they are a Christian or they're being denied certain rights because of who they are, their faith. And Peter says, don't repay evil for evil. And that's good when things are going good and you don't have any enemies, quote unquote. But when you have people who are targeting you, singling you out because of your faith in Jesus, and they may be, you know, doing whatever they're going to do to you or, or assaulting you or whatever, Peter's like, don't repay evil for evil. I know you may think they have it coming, and that might be true, but really what he's going to, what he's going to say here is, let God fight that battle. The book of Romans talks about that. You don't seek out revenge. Let, let the Lord be your defense. Let him be your defense. Number one, he'll do a way better job of it than you will. Okay? Right? You will probably sin within the matter, I'm sure. Okay? You'll lose your temper. You'll start saying things you probably shouldn't be saying. You may overreact in, in such a way that is not, well, certainly not Christ-like. You might end up in jail because of certain things. Let the Lord fight your battles. Now, let me say this. <clears throat> Jesus is both a lion and a lamb. And I think there's times, and for guys, um, ladies, this could apply to you as well. I think there's times where men of Christ uh, ought to be lion-like. Okay? Because don't think I'm like presenting a case of, you know, being a pacifist, you know, and just, well, you know, just let them walk all over me and all that good stuff. No, no, no. There's a time to stand your ground. And there's a time to take defense, for sure. What the church needs is more guys who are willing to be kind of like Jesus, a little bit of like a lamb, but also like a lion that knows how, like, no, no, no. There are lines that we don't cross, and we will set those parameters and those boundaries. Peter's not really speaking to that in that regard. There, there's, no, there's nothing I don't believe. I could be wrong on this. With defending your family against physical attacks and all that stuff, okay? You should defend your family. Guys, defend your family. Yeah, there you go. Defend your families. Defend your, defend your brothers and sisters in the Lord as well. Those are just like physical threats and all that good stuff. But if you're talking about individuals who are cheating you, robbing you, and all that good stuff, Peter's like, don't repay evil for evil. Don't see how you can get them back because they've robbed you. Okay? That's, that's kind of the, the ground he's laying out there. Because some guys will use this as a text for pacifism and all that good stuff, which I don't agree with. 
honestly. Um, but again, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'll stand before the Lord. He'll correct me on that one day. I'm sure he'll be like, well, you kind of were wrong on that. And I'll be say, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can I still get in? Yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah come in. But don't, don't be looking to like, I'm going to get him back. I'm going to get him back. It's that, man, that mindset, that mentality. I'm going to get him back. Oh, they're going to get it. They're going to get it. They're going to get it. That's, that's kind of what he's talking about here. He also says, don't retaliate with insults. Oh, that's hard. That's really hard for me. Okay, I will own that. I will you know, ask my wife. Just ride in the car with me, going down the 45 anywhere, and I am not obeying this, okay? I am not. I'm sorry, but it is who I, I'm, I'm working on it, okay? I'm a work in progress, okay? It's amazing what comes out in certain scenarios. Now, I guard my tongue. Please know that. I've been smacked around too much by my southern mama to let any certain words fly out of my mouth anymore, okay? If you grew up in the south, you understand that, okay? It only takes like a few whops in the back of your head to realize, okay, I'm never going to say that again. But out of my heart, oh man, traffic exposes how wicked this heart is. It just does. I don't know what it is, but there you go. Don't retaliate with insults, James, uh, when you're driving down the road, okay? Leave those people alone. When, they, when people insult you, that's the other part of that. But, um, so if they're insulting you because you're a Christian, all that stuff, just what Jesus said, turn, your, turn the other cheek. Just like, just turn the other cheek. It also doesn't mean you got to stand there and take it, walk away, walk away. Walk away before you lose your cool and you get in a fight, okay? Don't do that. But this is that, that attitude, like we're singing the same song, we're, we're sympathetic to each other and all this good stuff. And yes, there is an enemy that is out there and there are people who don't like Christians and don't like what we're doing and don't like what we represent and they will, throw, they will hurl insults at you. Just keep moving. Just keep moving. Don't give them any mind space, okay, within your head. Because then you're just going to think about it. And then you're going to let that take root within your mind. And those roots will, will settle down within your heart. And then you'll become bitter about someone that you don't even know. And what did they even matter within your life? Because they said one thing to you? Move on. Move on. Don't allow that, don't allow that opportunity, okay? It says, instead, here's what you should do. Pay them back. You're like, yes, I knew it. I knew it. No. With a blessing. You're like, that translation can't be right. Let me find a Bible that says it differently. No, they all say the same thing. I'm sorry to tell you, but they, they do. Because even my Tree of Life translation, it says, don't repay evil for evil or insult for insult, but give a blessing instead. The Lord bless you, brother. The Lord bless you, sister. Do you hear what they just said to you? The Lord bless you. And just keep moving. Just keep moving. I learned that by observation with some other pastors, and, and one who did it really well was Chuck Smith. Chuck Smith did tremendous things for the kingdom, but he had a lot of enemies. He had a lot of people who did not like him and still to this day do not like him, okay? And he's dead. He's in heaven. But for whatever reason, he was always having these interactions, so to speak, and he would talk about it every so often. He wouldn't, he wouldn't speak on it too much, but whether it be emails he would receive or letters that were written to him, phone call, phone messages, just letting him know how, how horrible of a person he is and all this stuff. And you name it, it's just flying out. One of his common responses in that regard was, the Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. He's just heaping, like Roman says, heaping coals under their head. Hey, the Lord bless you. 
You need a cup of water? I'll get you a cup of water. Don't you find it interesting that some of the most inspiring stories involve the main character suffering and possibly even dying for the sake of the cause? This theme is interwoven into mankind because it's inspired by Jesus himself. He suffered unjustly at the hands of cruel and sinful men, but the story didn't end with suffering and death. Although the final chapter of this life typically ends with suffering and death, the life beyond earthly existence is something that's worth taking risks and even suffering for. Living the Christian life is risky. It involves dying to yourself and being willing to take the heat from those that don't want to hear the message. If you're just tuning into this message and would like a little more backstory to the book of 1 Peter, we encourage you to go to our website, breadforthebroken.com, and take a look at the additional messages. As you browse our website, you'll also find an easy way to donate to this ministry if God leads you to do so. Are you in the Galveston area? If so, come visit us at Calvary Galveston. Once more, you can find out all the details of service times and location at our website, breadforthebroken.com. If you're not in the area, then you can join us on our live stream. We live stream on Facebook. Just search for Calvary Galveston. Here on Bread for the Broken, our mission is to find hope and new life in Jesus. We trust that what you're hearing on this radio ministry is uplifting to your soul, reminding you that your new life starts with Jesus. Leave a marker in your Bible where we've left off and come back again for more here on Bread for the Broken. Let me paint the picture of you, man.